Hey everybody, welcome back to Nihil Aesthetic, your show with the most in terms of all things heavy metal, death metal, all that cool stuff. And the purpose of this episode is to update you all, of course. Um, I know it's been a while since we've had an episode. And yada, 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 busy, 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 blah, 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 blah. Um, but uh, Siphoned, my band, has a show this Friday at the time of recording this. I'm recording this on Wednesday, June 28th at 3.03 p.m. Um, <laughs> we have a show this Friday at the Sanctuary in Detroit, slash Hamtramck, uh, opening up for the legendary Cynic and Atheist. Uh, June 24th, um, it was Extreme Metal Mayhem 3 with Infused Productions. Shout out to Michael and all those amazing people. Um, but yeah, so getting ready for shows has definitely been the priority for my band as of late. And, uh, you know, I'd say lately we've been playing some different shows. Um, like we played a show up in Saginaw where no one came, which, I mean, that's to be expected when you're playing two hours. And then uh, we actually got asked to fill in on a show. Um, Forge the Sun needed another band for their album release party, and uh, we've never done anything like that. So, uh you know, why would we say no to that? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, they're great people in the scene, Forge the Sun. They asked us to do it. We said yes. We had a really fun time at that show. Um, but also, if you saw us at that show, I kind of want to give you a partial refund. No, I'm just joking. Um, just a few moments on stage where you could tell we hadn't been practicing in a while. Um, because I think with that show, we hadn't really been, uh, you know, we try and practice every Sunday and, you know, some weeks and stuff like that. Um, you know, you can't get as much practice in as you can, and that's fine. But, you know, with some people like me, you know, it's pretty obvious, you know, on stage when your band hasn't practiced or whatever. But I'm not trying to shit on my band or anything. I'm just, you know, like, I really don't know why I get so much expectations in my head. Like, it's music. It's not supposed to be perfect. Basically, to make a long story short, um, for that show... Um, Forge the Sun's drummer, Isaac, shared his drum set across the entire bill, and I want to give him a big shout-out for doing that. But it was my first time ever being on a show like that, and, um, yeah, <laughs> I definitely needed to do more of my homework. Um, the seat, you know, uh, that was some, the seat height, that was not something really I ever considered to be important. Um, it is important <laughs> because I'm, like, hunched over, you know, I'm a pretty tall dude and everything, trying to play you know, these songs on a drum set I'm not used to and just kind of end up looking like a buffoon, but it's okay. Every while, every once in a while you play a show like that or whatever, where it's uh, just something you're not used to. And it kind of, it, it is kind of a wake up call, you know? Um, so with that being said, when we played at the Diesel um, this past weekend, I brought my drum set, uh, my own kit. And uh, I would say it was probably one of the one of our best shows we've had so far as a band. Like, um, I don't really want to get too rabbit holy in terms of like, you know, um, my mindset during a musical performance. But, um, with this band siphoned, I've just been trying to stop focusing on all the bullshit and I've just been trying to actually have fun, you know, with the music and entertain people, not, worry about, oh my god, you know, I'm not playing with proper hand technique, blah, 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 but I'm also taking, you know, some steps or whatever to ensure that that, you know, is not a problem. Uh, if you go to TJ Maxx and you go to the fitness section, they have like a, a grip, a grip strength trainer thingy bobber for like $5. Totally worth it. But yeah, um, just been busy with Siphon, you know, we have, uh, we've had these shows that I mentioned, um, and we have one more show 
this Friday, and then after that, it's we're kind of just taking a break shows for the month um, because we have an EP that we need to be working on, which is if all you know, in a perfect world, it'll come out hopefully by the end of August. But as I've learned, you know, my lesson about talking about release dates on a podcast because you can't go in and edit a podcast and be like, oh, psych, you know, it didn't come out. Like, you can't go in and edit a podcast after it came out. Like, I'm not going to make any promises with that. The Siphon DP comes out whenever it comes out. And me saying that is also me kind of affirming my own anxiety about it because it'll come out when it fucking comes out, okay? But the EP is going to be sick. (laughs) And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to give it too much hype but we're very proud of our music and our performances me specifically it was probably the most uh stress-free most best sounding recording I've done in my career as a drummer so with that being said I also want to talk a little bit about uh Paranoid Paradise um that's a project that I do with my friend Mia and it's quickly kind of uh taking up a lot of my creative juice slash freedom, whatever you want to call it, in a good way. Not saying that, you know, I make it sound like it's the worst fucking, it's checking up so much of my fucking touch. Like, shut up, Carter. Um, And so if you all remember, prob- none of you probably do. It's fine. But I tried making some, like, shitty solo music or whatever for a minute. And um, I had, like, some stuff written down and some riffs and some few songs that were completed, but then I realized I have nobody to bounce this off to, you know, with or whatever. I have nobody to bounce these ideas around, so they're just kind of ending up a lot, um, like, one-sided. Like, um, and I get it, every band has to have a certain style or whatever, but um, it's not, it wasn't even like that. It was just kind of like a... I'm wasting all this time in my room trying to make it perfect, and I'm recording it on GarageBand and all this, and I'm just kind of like, I'm not really having a good time. And then the one song I did put out, um, Cauterized, I just, you know, it sounds good for when I was making it and everything like that, but it's not a reflection of who I am now. And I've also kind of had a pretty big... I wouldn't say, you know, when you say, oh, I've had a revelation or I've had, oh, you know, an epiphany or whatever. That just kind of makes you sound a little self-centered. But I've been trying to, you know, prioritize the feelings I get playing music. You know, like that is why I make music and that is why I do these things as opposed to, you know, oh, I'm going to make it sound like fucking blah, blah, blah. Or like if you have like a certain vision in your mind or like like an artist or whatever you want to like make it sound like like are you really doing it for yourself at that point or are you trying to get some fucking street credit by making it sound like a band that everybody likes you know what I'm saying it's just like the whole point I'm trying to get here is that the intention behind creating music for me has changed to be a little bit more personal and I think because of that I'm having a more fun time with my musical projects um so, Paranoid Paradise, uh, I can definitely talk a little bit more about that because it's getting a little bit more fleshed out the more stuff we record and put down and ideas and everything like that, but we're planning to drop a little bit of a bigger release because um, the first release was only two songs, and I want this next one to be at least anywhere from, at least five, I would say, anywhere from like the minimum, like five songs, four to five, and then whatever ends up getting, you know put on would be extra or it would be it would just be cool you know but 
But we're definitely planning something a little bit more grandiose in spectacle for you all. And, uh, yeah, so I just kind of wanted to give a little bit of an update for that, um, for what everything's been going on in the world of my bands and everything like that, my projects. And then um, as far as the future of the podcast goes, um, I know guest episodes are the way to go from now on. Um, as, as far as, you know, I, I feel like people don't get as much enjoyment out of just listening to me talk by myself, and that's fine. That's totally okay. But I'm not, you know, I'm, I also, if I ever feel like dropping just a random episode by myself, I'm not going to stop it, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, I can't do this or whatever. But I know guest episodes is definitely what I want to prioritize and it's what people would like to see. So with that being said, um, next week uh, after the Siphon show, we're going to be recording um, a podcast with Mia from Paranoid Paradise. That'll be, um, you know, pretty topical and a good representation of how me and her operate as far as like a musical scale goes. And then after that, um, planning to do, I don't know if I want to do another one with siphoned with Sam or if I want to just do Sam Corliss from passing thought, or if I want to do a passing thought episode with Sam and Joe Corliss. Um, you know, I was toying with the idea of doing it over zoom with those guys because they, uh, do live a little bit far, but nobody wants to fucking hear that <laughs> shitty audio, you know. So I'm going to get those guys over here, and we're going to do it the right way. And then after that, um, we'll take it from there. Because I know I want to have some different uh, people on this podcast who I've never had before, like Convulsus, a great thrash metal band from Downriver. Um, and I also, we'll talk about this a little bit, but um, Cameron from Precordial Thump, you might see him um, make a reappearance on my podcast, and he might be bringing a band member or two, and they might do some live demonstrations of their music, or we might just be getting to topics and activities for the podcast that we didn't get to the last time he was here. So, yeah, I did see Cameron um, in the flesh. Uh, <laughs> that makes it sound like he's dead. <laughs> he's not. Um so, Precordial Thump is the band that Cameron plays in, and Precordial Thump played uh, the Extreme Metal Mayhem 3 show with Siphoned at this past Saturday at the Diesel, and uh, those dudes, I can't speak, you know, well enough to how awesome their stage presence is, how sick their sound is. I mean, I think the, you know, my interpretation of Precordial Thump is uh, balls to the walls, no prisoners, you know, take no prisoners, take no shit, like just heavy aggressive music and uh they they do it very fucking well and uh their drummer was just on point the entire show shout out to trent um the vocals back and forth was just incredible um they have two vocalists and if your band doesn't do that and that's kind of lame if you ask me i mean if you're a heavy band i mean the more variety you know is more appreciated because they have a high and a low singer. Um, so yeah, shout out to Beans, who does the uh, gutturals, pig squeals, lows, growls in Precordial. Th I literally ripped that right out of his bio. I f <laughs> um, and then the other vocalist in Precordial Thump is uh, Cameron's, uh, I believe it's his brother, Jason Sexton. Um, so yeah, shout out to those guys for being so sick and making some dope-ass fucking music. Shout out to the rest of Precordial Thump. We have Trent on drums, Gabe on bass, and Ethan on guitar. Um, 
So yeah, if you're looking for a really fucking sick band to go check out, as far as like a like more modern, uh, they're definitely. I know when me and Cameron talked, he described them as modern hardcore, but you know his influences are Meshuga, Fear Factory primarily, um, some more, like Morbid Angel. So, and can we talk about Morbid Angel too for a second? Like fuck me, like I you know I was such a simp, such an idiot. Um, going to you know their show or whatever i went and saw them uh in april i think with uh you know the boys and siphoned and everything and uh i thought morbid angel was like this uh, cutting edge like band that used like you know really high quality like production and shit and that's no no that's not the case at all um and so when i went to go see them live i only really listened to maybe dominate domination dominate whatever i'm not fucking good with album titles like i used to be domination yeah that's what it's called um and that's really the only morbid angel that i like swore my life by and they didn't really play too much of it but i knew a few like handfuls of songs just because like you know i listened to metal i've heard it at least once or twice before but then i went and listened to some of their music like after the fact and i'm just like carter you fucking close-minded son of a bitch like this is fucking amazing music and who cares if it's not produced like if the you can't like the drums don't really have as much treble on them as a normal modern ish metal like who gives a fuck it came out in the 80s so and also I apologize to everybody for my incessant swearing habit um <laughs> but hey if you know me personally and you came you know if you went out of your way to go listen to the podcast you're getting the real version of me so sorry not sorry and another thing I did want to address is that um one of my friends, Cassidy, told me, hi, Cassidy, if you're listening, she's probably not listening, um, because her complaint was that I didn't edit the podcasts and I didn't watch, you know, what I said. Like, there was a lot of, um, you know, annoying shit like that in there. So I'm trying to be more conscious of that. And I hopefully can give a very decent at best podcast experience for you, posh motherfucker. No, just kidding, Cassidy. Love you. Um, <laughs> But yeah. Cassidy and I and some other people do a radio show at Oakland. It's every Monday, usually at 11, but we're talking about changing the time and everything like that. So don't quote me on that. But uh, but yeah, that's basically what my life's been like lately. Just heavy music, focusing on bands and music and trying not to uh, fall prey to the bullshit of depression, anxiety, stuff like that. Um you know, I'm not the biggest advocate, or not advocate, that's not the word I was looking for. I'm not the biggest expert on mental health and everything like that, but I can tell you, if you're having a hard time right now, just pour yourself into your hobbies and the things that you love, and maybe take that extra step, you know, hit up that person who you saw at the show, be like, hey, I really liked your shirt, or something. I mean, Every journey I feel like in this life begins with a single step. And if you're not willing to take a step like that, then you're not really willing to get out of the comfort zone. And the comfort zone, in my opinion, is one of the biggest uh, detractors, you know, from this whole experience. But I need to practice more what I preach. I spend way too much time in my room. I just, you know, sitting on my phone waiting for things to get better. That's not the fucking case. Um, and I'm about to be done with college. And basically... Um, so when I signed up for the college that I graduated from, I'm not going to name it, but you all know what it is, um, because I feel like this really detracts from the experience of college too, but like, yeah, they, uh, told me 
when I dropped, I dropped an art class last semester because I signed up for like intro to art or whatever. I don't know how to do jack shit, you know, with like 3D art. Like I don't know how to make anything or I don't know how to use a drill press. And then I signed up for this class and then they're just like, okay, so it's week one. The first thing that we're going to be doing is we're going to be making a topographical map of Oregon made out of wood and you're going to have to carve it into you know, um, perfect symmetry by using the belt sander. And I'm just like, that, that is not what I fucking signed up for. I thought we were, like, learning how to make, you know, shit with clay and stuff like that. But, hey, that's what I get for expecting a beginner class in college. Um, so, yeah, I dropped out of that class. And then I literally, uh, you can drop, like, with that school, you can drop a class basically on your own dime if you want to. But... I wasn't taking any chances because I live with my parents and we have to pay financial aid and everything like that. So I like went to my advisor and I was like being pretty punctual about, you know, the fact that like, listen, if I drop this class, is it going to affect my graduation? Like I asked that question like five times because like that's how that school would operate. You would ask them like six questions in a row. And you would get an answer that would make you feel, you know, like safe, like, oh, woo, yeah, sure. Wow, I did the right thing. And then a month later, you would like check like your class standing and then they would drop another fucking shoe on you and be like, oh, nope, your uh, elective requirement has changed because you dropped a class. Now you have to take more electives. That's basically what happened. And I was so mad when I found out about that. Um, yeah, because I dropped this stupid art class. Um, it didn't... They. They were technically right, you know. It didn't impact my graduation. I was able to walk at graduation in April of this year. But impact your graduation, that that's a pretty broad term. So because of that, yeah, I have to take some classes to make up for the credits that I missed, even though they had told me that it wouldn't and that I would be on track to graduate. But that's the thing. You know, if you're going to college, it's all pretty much kind of about getting as much money out of you as they can. I mean, I hate to say it because I did learn some cool things at the school I went to, but most of the time I just kind of felt like they, the school and the advising especially just viewed me as a dollar sign, which is not fair. And uh, just the way I was talked to, the tone of voice, like the infliction and everything, like it's just like, yeah, oh my God, hi, like you're doing so great. Like they're just not being very honest with you. But I don't want this podcast to turn into a conspiracy dump episode about, you know, how college is a scam and everything like that. So, but yeah, I've been dealing with that. I've had to take some classes online and um, they end in like two days, actually, which is crazy. Um, so once that's over with, I mean, I, I don't really have an excuse or whatever to not get out of the house and do things that I like. So, but yeah, I'm kind of dealing with a little bit of, I wouldn't say like a crisis or anything, but it's also, you know, just these are things that go in my head and I need to rationalize them sometimes to make them make sense. Or like, for example, it's already the end of June and I feel like I, well, that's the thing. I feel like I haven't done anything, you know, too crazy or whatever, but we've had a pretty good month. You know, I've had a lot of fun with my band, played some shows, worked, made some good money but I don't know I don't know why there's like this giant feeling in my life you know of un of emptiness and how I can fill the void in it and it's also like 
for me, if I'm too busy, you know, I hate myself because I'm like, oh boy, I don't have any time to relax. Like if I'm, if I'm working too much, I like feel like I can't relax. But then if I'm too relaxed, I feel like I'm not <laughs> challenging myself enough. It's like there's not really a happy medium or anything like that. And also, I just want to say, you know, if people do appreciate, you know, the mental health discussion aspect or whatever of these podcasts, um, I would gladly keep talking about it. But yeah, no, mental health, for sure, it's something that definitely gets understated in the world of music, too. Um, And this isn't directly related to mental health, I don't think, because I'm I'm not entirely sure if this is how they passed away or not, but, uh, just health in general, like, uh, the band is called Polaris, and they are a metal band, um, more metalcore, I think, I haven't really listened to them, but, uh, I'm not sure what exact part of the world they're from, but, uh, they just lost their guitar player, uh, his name was Ryan Sayu, Ryan S-I-E-W, he died at the age of 26, and he was making music in that band from the age of 16 to 26. And, I mean, like, when Trevor from the Black Dahlia murder passed away, they put a suicide prevention, uh, or the suicide hotline number on there, so everyone kind of knew why he died. But with Ryan, I'm not entirely sure how he died, but just the outpour of uh, care and degree from the entire world of metal, you know, it, it's very reaffirming that no matter, you know, no matter what genre of music you play, because we live, you know, we play music in a somewhat closed-minded, you know, world of metal. I mean, it's definitely a lot better in the year 2023, um, thanks to, you know, bands like Lorna Shore. Um, I used to hate Lorna Shore, but then I kind of realized that they brought Deathcore to a bit of a bigger audience. Um you know, we've had some pretty sick tours. Um, like, we've had some really cool genre fusions or whatever, and I know I can't really name any of them off the top of my head, but trust me, you know, there's definitely been a shift in the world of metal where I feel like now it's a little bit more open, you know, like hardcore too. I can't give hardcore enough props for opening its doors up to the entire, you know, world of metal. Um, like, my friend Joe, who I've known, Joey Shell, I've known him since probably, I mean, we've been friends with his family for ever since, like, elementary school. Joey took me to some hardcore shows, you know, last year, and I didn't really fully kind of understand, you know, the point. But, you know, after some, after thinking about it now or whatever, it's it's definitely doing more harm than good. And, you know, I also think part of my problem was if I couldn't understand something that was cool or something that was awesome or something that was successful, I just got jealous of it instead of trying to understand how and why, you know, these things work. But, um, yeah, we live in a world nowadays where the genre of music that used to be the most closed-minded in the world, like, oh, you play you play deathcore, you play metalcore, you play uh, whatever, like, you suck or whatever. But now it's like, if you're heavy and if you can entertain people, and, you know, have a good time doing it, then that's good enough for the world of metal. And, you know, I also think about it, too, like metal was probably one of the last forms of music that I fell in love with. And sometimes I need to remind people that I grew up on Green Day, Blink-182, Weezer, 
you know, kind of not nerdier bands or anything, but uh, just the bands that you grew up with, of course, define who you are. Um, Nirvana was one of my favorite bands in high school. I did a whole like 20 minute video essay on them for my 11th grade project for one of my classes. Um, and then the world of Nirvana kind of showed me, you know, a little bit more about punk rock. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, Nirvana's not punk, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, if you do the research and actually, you know, look them up before they got famous, um, Dave Grohl played in a punk band called Scream. Pat Smear was in The Germs and Kurt and, uh, Chris, you know, when they first started Nirvana, the music that they wrote was very much inspired by punk and the, you know, antithesis of punk or whatever, carried throughout Nirvana's career, even if they were playing, you know, MTV concerts and all this shit like that. But there's always all these different influences that get carried through the music you listen to, uh, like your seminal upbringing or whatever. And I think that's also a big problem with music too, is like people give people a lot of shit for listening to bands and stuff, but I'm like, well, fuck you. They grew up listening to the Smashing Pumpkins. Why are you giving them shit for liking them? Or whatever. Um, and, you know, maybe that was my anger or whatever towards not understanding hardcore. Like, I was like, oh, this is just going to be a fad or whatever. And this is just going to blow over. But then a year later, it's still going very strong. And instead of continuing to be a hater like I used to be, I mean, I, I never really expressed any of my, like, I wouldn't say hate or anything. Like, that's a very strong word. I mean, I just kind of didn't understand it. I'm like, oh. Every song sounds the same. All the riffs are the same, blah, blah, blah. But it's not about that. It's about the it's about the people. It's about the way of life. Like Joey literally says hardcore is not it's not a genre. It's a way of life. Or I'm not sure if he said that, but I feel like he has said that at one point. Well, it's like Periphery said, gent is not just a genre. It's a lifestyle or it is a way of life. Like that one T-shirt that they made. Um, and that's also the great thing about being, you know, a metal fan and 2023 or maybe it isn't a good thing but I feel like you can you you should be allowed to be a fan of as many bands as you want no matter how different they are like if if you guys could see my room right now if I filmed this podcast um you would see there's a revocation poster of their new album like underneath my tv like pretty center view it's nether heaven their album that's about going to hell and satan and all that shit. But then I have a fucking Foo Fighters poster up. I have Chili Peppers, like, covering their dicks with their hands poster. Like, that iconic picture. Like, I don't give a fuck, like, if somebody gives me shit for listening to a lot of different bands or whatever. Because, like, if you only listen to five bands or less, then, yeah. You you don't really have that much of a, you know, understanding of your views with music or your music view or whatever like that's <laughs> I might sound a little crazy or a little weird but like I feel like that could be a thing like your music view like there's like your world view your life view how you view the world around you how you view life and how you view music too is also very important I mean yeah instead of like blindly criticizing something for not understanding how it works why not try and understand it a little bit better that's what I say I mean because yeah I didn't really start appreciating, you know, some aspects of music until I learned to turn my brain off and shut up and just enjoy it. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're listening to music too, I feel like if you're a musician too, you should also try and listen to the music, you know, listen for that bass line that got buried under the mix because the bass player 
doesn't give any credit. Listen for those ghost notes that the, you know, snare drum is being played with, you know, or the drummer is using on the snare drum because he loves Mario from Gojira or whatever. Like, listen for those guitar layers and melodies and hooks that are layered on top of each other and try and differentiate the two. Listen for the harmonies. Listen for the vocal harmonies, the backups, everything like that, because I feel like the more you, you can train your ear as a musician, the better you can help develop uh, your songwriting skills and especially, yeah, your listening skills too, but also just as like a casual listener too, you know, it doesn't hurt, you know, being proactive or anything, but, but yeah, if you guys want to hear more advice like that too, you know, or I don't know if it's advice or if it's just me rambling on what I, you know, hold near and dear to my beliefs, values, and opinions, as far as music goes, um, I'd of course be more than willing to share them. But I kind of wanted to make this pod a little bit shorter because um, not every episode needs to be an hour and a half, obviously. I feel like um, with the guests, that's totally cool because that's what a guest episode should be. It should naturally flow and be organic and everything. But um, yeah, so if you took the time to listen to this episode, I really appreciate it. Um I don't do this podcast for money or for anything like that at the moment. I just, and yeah, like everything I said in the beginning, you know, getting ready for this last siphon show for a good minute. And then we're going to be getting back to mostly business as usual. And uh, yeah, stay on the lookout for new music from Siphoned. Uh, Some new music with Paranoid Paradise. We got some new podcasts coming up and everything like that. Um, Go check out my radio show at Oakland, Who the Hell Gave Us a Show, every Monday at 11, usually. Um, and yeah, next episode of the podcast will be with Mia from Par- Paranoid Paradise. So I want you all to go follow her Instagram. It's at Strictly Whack. That's just one word, at Strictly Whack. But yeah, everybody, I've been Carter, the host of Nihil Aesthetic, your podcast with the most in terms of heavy music popular culture, all that good stuff. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.